what's up y'all this is your girl yanni t the priestess never your mistress y'all excuse me i'm in a singing mood today because of this great show that i'm going to do for you all on today thank you all for your love and support of conversations with the priestess all i ask is that you on your various platforms y'all leave us a review share it with your friends and just show us love show us love and check out all of our links today is going to be a great episode we're gonna um this is sort of a retake of episode three of i was in a cult because i found out that the audio was horrible so i don't want to give y'all subpar quality so y'all check this out let love and be free let's start the show What's up, fam? This is your girl, Yanni T, the priestess, never your mistress. The song that I was singing in the first beginning of this is Power by none other than Elbanita Twinkie Clark. Y'all know that's my girl. That's my inspiration. Y'all, big shout out to Twinkie Clark. Mm-hmm. Because you got to have power. Because if you don't have your power, I got a problem. Because if you got that power, why not use it? Where is your power? Oh, so today is going to be a great show, but before we go any further, I do want to give love and give give thanks um, for someone that unfortunately was taken away from us over the weekend. Um, I want to do tribute, quick tribute, and send out prayers to everyone that was close to this person to their ballroom house. Um, unfortunately, a champion of the transgender community, activist, survivor, um, teacher, sister, mother, auntie, businesswoman, uh, college graduate, um, Jahira D'Alto, um, was taken away from us over this past weekend. Not going to go into details. Uh, many of you may have known her from her YouTube days. She's a YouTube OG. Um, she's, she was active in the community and she would speak and chronicled her journey um, to getting her degree. Um, and just seeing her graduate from Berkshire Community College in 2019 with her degree in human services, it made me proud to be a trans woman. She showed me that trans women are capable and able and that we're human. And she's left a big legacy. She was a prominent figure in ballroom in the house of Balenciaga. And she stated on Mother's Day last year that she is a mother who has raised children whose rainbow sparkled too brightly, too brightly and blinded their birth moms. And I love that about her. And this hits the trans community hard um, because as I begin to figure out who I am as a trans woman, um, it was her YouTube videos that did it for me. And I learned so much about what transgender life is, what trans is and is not, and learning the different umbrellas. And she, along with Monica Roberts, are some of the figures that I look up to as a black 
queer trans woman. So I'm grateful for her legacy and my prayers go out to her family, her friends, her colleagues, everyone, her children. Um, this is a big loss for the community. So I want to pay tribute to her. Um, and it's something when you experience such, you may not have met this person, but just seeing their work and knowing that someone is on your side, that, that, yeah, that's, that's something. And all I'm going to say is trans lives matter, black trans lives matter, all trans lives matter. Um, regardless, our lives matter too. But to lighten the mood, I want to give a big shout out to a black entrepreneur, a black business uh, person that I support. They are very active on the platform, Bigo. And if you are not familiar with Bigo, get on there. Uh, but my founder, my sister, my sibling, Queen V has a great cosmetics line. I just ordered her rocks and lashes. And I absolutely love them. I have also ordered her lip scrub as well as as along with the uh, with the uh, these lip scrub. I got some little eye mask and things like that. She has some body butters um, out now. So go to queenvscosmetics.com. That's queen v e e s cosmetics.com. Y'all check her out in the show links. Tell her that the priestess sent you. You don't want to miss out on this great product, honey, because I used it on my lips. And I had a date when I did it, baby. I rubbed them on my lips, moisturized them a little bit, put on my face. And baby, my date was like, damn, girl, your lips are just soft. I owe it to Queen V's Cosmetics, okay? So go buy it today. Go buy it today. And I also, that is our Black Excellence of the Week as well. She is talented well-versed in business and i must salute you queen v if you are listening thank you so much for being one of the best founders of our family on bigo and y'all she is a boss if you want to follow anybody on bigo follow myself the priestess and all of the bosses elite on the bigo app my bigo id is yannick t music also you can download the bigo app from the android app store and the apple play the apple app store as well so y'all download the app that's what i be at where i be at nightly at 10 p.m also i have my little shows as well so you know this is how you can find your girl everywhere okay okay so we're seven minutes into this show so let me go ahead and give my wisdom y'all my wisdom now your girl is in a situation and for me, this is someone that I've gotten to know, but it's kind of, I'm step, I took a step back to observe some things and, you know, you come to a point to where, come to a point to where you realize that something looked good, but you can already tell that it's too much strain and strife, too much pull and pull. Honey, it's okay to pull away and it's okay to feel a certain type of way because you, although you may not have set expectations, but you had a hope there and this person is doing all the right things, but it's just everything is not adding up. It's okay to feel some type of way. It's okay to process those feelings, honey. Live your life. Don't let anybody run over you, okay? Don't let anybody run over you. Don't let nobody mistreat you, honey, because why your precious gem, okay? Gladys Knight said something like this. You're like a diamond. But she treats you like glass. 
Yet you beg her to love you. But me, you don't ask if I were your woman. See, honey, if if you a good woman or a good man or a good person, a good non-binary fairy, don't let nobody mistreat you, honey. Don't let someone, even the initial stages of y'all talking, sit there and play on your mind and your emotions because actions speak louder than words. And see, when you see somebody flipping up, it's okay. Let them flip up. Don't you try to change what's going on. Baby, you sit back, shut up, plot your exit. And when they look up, you've gone out the door driving another boat. You're on a whole nother yacht that was given to you by the person that really valued you. So, valued you. So, honey, it's okay. It's okay, darling. It is fucking okay, honey. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And you know what's crazy? Some people expect you just to lie down and take what they dish out and not say anything. But, honey, mm-mm. We're not doing that anymore. We're not doing that anymore. No, baby. No, it doesn't work like that. Come on. Because holiness is right. Holiness is right, okay? So... And I don't, I'm the type of girl, and, and this may be why I'm single, this may be why I ain't got nobody, but just certain things I'm not going to take. And I like order and structure. It bothers me when my room gets disheveled. It bothers when my routine is off. So certain things are going to bother me if something is out of place. And it's got to be fixed. And it's... It's like when you tip in your Uber driver, if you've worked with them before and you didn't like how they conducted themselves, they may not have had certain things in order. You know, you can choose to tip them or not. You know, it's based on how good you serve me. That's how it is in relationships. I'm going to tip you based on how well your service is because I know I'm doing my damn thing when it comes to service. But if you're not doing what you need to do in order to provide great service and keep me coming back for more, then that's a deduction. <laughs> That's a deduction off that tip. And when you disappoint me the third time, baby, you ain't getting no tip at all. You lucky if I choose you again. So you have to use the same perception of customer service sometimes, honey. Because if they're going to waste your time, your meal going to be cold by the time it gets to you, or you ain't going to want to be bothered with what they have to offer, it is okay to say, baby, I'm good. I'm done. Khadijah don't need you. <laughs> and that that's for somebody. That is for somebody. Honey, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed to say, yeah, it was cool while it lasted, but I deserve more. I deserve more than that. I wish I had a praying church in here today. See, y'all going to make me call my musicians in on me on this podcast and we're going to have a little church. But no, I'm not going to sit there and allow someone to play in my face. That's one thing we ain't going to do. Charlie, we're not going to play in people's face today, okay? Charlie, little Charlie, yeah, little Charlie, yes. You know, you have to throw that out the door and be like, ow, Charlie, bet my, and move the hell on. I just had to do it a little bit, but honey, it is okay to leave it alone. It is okay to leave it alone. A quick break, y'all. And your girl will be right back. Okay. Okay. Hey, what's up, girls? Summer is coming. And honey, 
we need to get ready because now that we're vaccinated, I'm sure you're going to want to go out and do your thing, twerk up on somebody, twerk up on your man because you ain't been able to see him the whole quarantine. Well, this is where Maven comes in. Girl, you can change your look, switch it up, switch your wig, make you feel like you're cheating, honey. Baby, get your glam on. We have human hair wigs, hair bundles. We have all types of hair, honey. And I just recently got me a new little wig from Maven, honey. And it is the bomb. We have virgin Malaysian, virgin Brazilian, deep wave lace, front wigs. We have everything. We have those same bundles. We have Peruvian, wavy, yaki, remy, whatever you need, honey. Because I see a sickening bob I'm about to get now. So go ahead and shop with your girl, the priestess, at priestessbeauty.maven.com. And then when you sign up for coupons, you can get free standard shipping on all orders and you get special discounts as well. So go ahead, girl. Go ahead and go to priestessbeauty.maven.com and get your shop on. What's up? Are you ethical with your practices, but your friends seem to call you a whore or a hoe? Baby, don't sweat it. You just live in life climbing up that corporate ladder and letting people know that you are a boss diva. So I need y'all to go on ahead and get your merch from your girl, The Priestess. Go on over to shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash Yannick Taylor. The link is in my show notes. Honey, buy your merch. Buy your merch because you got that confident pussy. And if, you're confident, if your pussy is confident, baby, you need this material. So hit that store up. Don't forget to shop, shop, shop. Let's get back into the show. And we're back. Welcome back, family. So, as I said previously, the audio for the original recording of I Was in the Cult was fucked up. And I'm, I'm, I decided to re-record the whole episode. But before I go into what I wanted to talk about, because we're going to talk about the sin-watching thing that they did and how they tried to have certain perks, um, certain ways to make you accountable um, for your quote unquote sins as if I was sinning, I was just perfecting my craft. So as you all know, Poe's season three, which is his final season has returned. And so far I am liking everything about it. And y'all, I'm going to rewatch it, but be on the lookout for my recap coming to my YT station this week. So y'all check it out. I'm going to give my thoughts and things, you know, so y'all go there and we're going to have a great time. So back to I was in a cult. So back to this church in Rock Hill. And I low key want them to know that I'm talking about this. So if y'all know who I'm talking about and y'all are listening to this, y'all. Yeah, y'all know what to do. Send it to them. Petty. Anyway. Mm hmm. So, again, at this point, the, the time that I went to this church, which was over a, a five-year span, mind you, I was trying to find myself, and I was trying to, I was finding myself experimenting with styles at this point, but I was also dealing with the fact that I'm queer, I don't want to be this way, but it feels so good, but it, I'm being told wrong. So it was trying to figure out how to reconcile myself with my spiritual belief system and still be true to myself. So 
I said, well, I'm going to try to be straight. I'm going to try to be heterosexual. You know, I don't want to go to hell and all kind of stuff. So at this point, going to this church, they talked about things. Um, they would have us, huh, the pastor of this church and her daughter, Godmother Prophetess, would have us talk about our struggles. And I realize now that I should not have shared my struggles with them. But when you're in a place to where you think you can trust someone, you you know, if they've shown you reliable, you're going to confide in them. So I talked about um, my issue. I felt what I felt was an issue um, was the fact that there are certain types of individuals that I went after. So we talked about that and they had me say the celebrate prayer. So they start giving us accountability buddies and they even brought up masturbation. And at this church, self-pleasure was taught as if it was wrong and that, you know, if you if you pleasured yourself, you would get infection. God would curse you. Or your stuff would stop working and Godmother Prophetess told this elaborate story about how her friend um, used to whack himself off so much that um, he got some kind of disease or something. I'm like, and when she started going to stuff like that, that's when I would tune out. That's when I started tuning out and I started questioning. So after this, after this continued, um, I decided, well, certain things I'm not going to talk about with them because like, ill, gross. I was like, and they're backwoodsy and, you know, they, you know, I tried to shrug it off and made excuses for them, which, you know, I, your girl should not have done because that was a detriment to me. But Godmother Prophetess would come up with certain stuff like that to kind of use as a scare tactic. So it, it, it started happening to where they were, quote unquote, sin watching. And sin watching is basically... Having you, um, you know, convict yourself about sin, but they would always hover over you and make sure that you're being pure before the Lord. Um, and uh, it's it's stupid. So basically, sin watching is like you're being told, you know, anytime you sin, you're not going to see Jesus. God is going to take your spiritual giftings away, different stuff like that. And then they would. And they were so focused on it that you were scared to do anything. Like, you would be scared to go to the movies, honey. You would be checking to see if, like, you just being naked was a sin. Stuff like that. And that's the kind of teaching that they did. So they had these accountability buddies. And me, I was going through periods to where I wouldn't pleasure myself, you know, just to see if I could do it. And I, I'm an avid researcher. So I started researching um, in the religious sense, masturbation and sin and the church and masturbation. And I started doing a whole uh, study on church and sexuality, which was exhausting because of this, because I'm trying to figure out what what is so wrong with this. It's so natural. And one of the things that pissed me off one Sunday I had confided in the godmother prophetess that 
I had, it was an old flame from when I first got into college. This person and I reconnected and we ended up briefly dating. And I just had to get it off my chest because of the how the breakup went. The breakup was kind of, the breakup was kind of mutual, but it was over dumb shit. So we're, we're talking whatever. And I told her my tea and the next Sunday we get up in church. I'm doing praise and worship and the spirit gets to moving and here she comes prophesying to me or quote unquote prophesying about everything that I told her. And I'm like, at first I was like, oh my gosh, like I needed this word. But then after I started seeing some more behaviors, I realized that she was gaslighting the fuck out of me, number one. And she was lying the whole time. She was prophesying as if God told her something when God ain't told her shit. So basically it was like, oh, if I didn't stop being gay or whatever, I would die of a horrible disease. And she made up this whole thing that when I died, she had a dream that I had died. And that when they exhumed, when they um, did the autopsy, that I died of a horrible disease. She said, it's not AIDS, it's another disease. They don't even know about this one. And at this point, that's when I started really withdrawing. I was like, okay, girl. Okay, girl, we know how HIV and AIDS work. Number two, um, yeah, that's a little bit much because in order to die of AIDS, you have to first live with HIV. And mm -mm. because at this time, I was also getting educated on HIV um, and re rekindling my knowledge of what HIV was and was not. So that's how they would sin watch and they would use these elaborate false prophecies to reel you in and make you basically make you submit. And it got so bad to where every other Sunday the pastor was preaching about um, someone sleeping with married people. The next one was oral sex. The next sermon um, was about toys and all kind of shit. And I'm like, okay, this is a bit much. I get it, but why are we here? And now that I'm looking back, because when you're in a situation, you're not able to really analyze because you're going along with it. And when you get tired, you're ready to get out of it as fast as you can. So I had to play that role and it got so crazy to where they were assigning you with accountability partners to call them whenever you felt like you was going to sin or if you weren't to drink or smoke, everything was a sin, honey. You couldn't even fart without it being saying it was sin. And it was just too much. And I think one of the tipping points for me was after service, how they would have conversations about people that came up and asked for prayer. And in the car, they were gossiping about the people and cracking jokes and talking about what that person needs to do with their life and, and how that person was so caught in sin that they had this vision, they saw this vision. And I'm like, yeah, y'all sound like a bunch of schizophrenics. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not making fun of mental illness and May is Mental Health Awareness Month, which I'm going to do a whole nother um, episode about that. 
you know, but baby, you talking about someone's mental health and talking about their issues. Maybe they just need therapy because it's a trauma there or something. And I said, I said, well, maybe that person might need to go to therapy as well as seek God. When I said that, honey, they said that sin had nothing to do with the therapist, that um, therapists are the devil. They're not of God. I said, oh, I said, so, and I took that internal, like I didn't need a therapist, but I'm like, "Mm -mm, no. And it dawned on me that they were scared that if I went to a therapist or if people went to a therapist, they would leave that church. And I'm like, okay, so now we're really dealing now, looking back now, we're looking at the mind control thing. Because again, when I'm in it, I'm not analyzing it like this. You don't really know who you are, where your mind, your mind is in a different place because you're trying so hard to meet the criteria of these people. But then you come to a breaking point. So one of the one of the big breaking points were. I was getting ready to move across town, and this is right at the time of the abusive relationship that I had gotten out of. Um this is after I told the prophetess what's going, what was going on. Um, and I realized it wasn't good for me. So I moved across town. I didn't not, I purposely did not tell them where I was living because I was planning my exodus from the church. And I thank God for a friend of mine that expedited that, but I started getting real scarce and I started working, um, on an, in another place on my job in another department on my job at the time. And at this point, I was at, I was a sex worker at this point. Didn't tell them that, but I was escorting at the time and I had just started and I came to church one Sunday and like nothing had happened, but what they didn't know, I was plotting my exodus. And this is one of the straws that brought the camels back. That Sunday, the prophetess of that church called a fast and told us that if we didn't fast, God was going to deny some things from us. And she was like, because there's sin in our camps, different stuff like that. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to do this fast because I don't feel like fasting. I said, number one, if my spirit is not geared towards fasting, I'm not going to fast. I said, and mm -mm. so I didn't do the fast and I started pulling away slowly, but surely. And I would get phone calls asking me, are you okay? The Lord showed me something about you. I'm like, honey. mm -mm." And after I moved, then I left the church and we're going to talk about that later on. But it was just so much sin watching. And I remember being called out one Sunday because I had started growing my hair out. I had not, I, my hair is very curly. Um, at this point, I had started conditioning using products on my hair um, to make it soft and pliable because this is when Noah's Ark was real popular. This is like in that 2000 section. Um, and this was probably about 2008, 2009 at this point. 
I had my hair pulled back, had my hair in like a nice little curly ponytail because I was doing the damn thing. Bought me some color contacts and I was getting ready to get my ears pierced, but I said, no, I'll do the magnetic earrings because I don't know if I can still do that since I had my ears pierced before and they got infected. So I um went and you know, started experimenting with my style and my look, changed my hair color, changed my style, and I get called out. And the prophetess says, oh, this little prideful attitude you have, God doesn't like that. And she told me this in the car, you need to stop that because you're giving off like you don't give a fuck. I was like, what? I'm just living my life and doing what pleases me. I said, you know, why should I care about what other people think? And she was like, well, that's not of God. And I'm like, girl, bye. She was like, that's sinful. You get delivered from one thing and then people get prideful. I'm like, girl, mm-mm. I said, girl, I need to leave. I need to leave. I need to leave. And I had started experimenting with my style, but because it wasn't what they wanted or what they felt was masculine enough to not look gay, I got, and it was a general prophecy, but I know she was calling me out. And what so happened, and what so happened, I had just delivered actually my first sermon at this church about being steadfast. And, you know, looking back at it, that was a mean of control. Because before she had told me that the bishop of this reformation that we were under called her to tell me, called her to have her tell me that um, I needed to stop wearing color contacts. I'm like, she could have just told me that herself. She has me on Facebook. And not only would they watch you on your personal, they would watch you on Facebook. They would watch you on Facebook. So one night, I had bought some scented candles. I love peach scented candles. And I said, oh my gosh. I said, I'm absolutely loving the scented candle. I said, it's really me. I said, it's setting the mood in my room. That's all I said. About 30 minutes later, I look up on my notifications on Facebook. She was like, um, you need to take this down because people going to get the wrong idea and think you're doing something you have no business. I said, what? I said, girl, I said, it's just a candle. And I never took the status down. I did not take the status down. And then um, I posted on my Facebook. And I'm like, I had, it was a situation between me and someone. I said, mm -mm -mm. I said, I hate when people do not listen to me and they still go on their own route. And then I get blamed for their mess up. That was a general statement. So the person that knew I was sub posting about them gonna run to the pastor. I was like, oh my gosh, this is childish as fuck. So they really started monitoring my social media. So I fixed them. I did them one good. So I started posting Broadway lyrics. And I was posting lyrics to different songs. So I started posting Sade lyrics like, I'm a soldier of love every day of my life. Ooh, my voice is tired. But anyway, um, that was when that album came out. 
And one night I posted, and I am telling you, I'm not going in little music notes. And it was like, oh, um, you better not be going to hell. I'm like, no, I said, it's not that I said, I'm singing the dream girl song. Oh, that's a good song, baby. You already knew what I was singing. You just wanted to be so quick. And back then I had just started my YT channel and it was booming. But I had to be mindful of the videos that I posted because I would get phone calls from them about what was on my YT channel. And I will never forget when I talked about when I had longer hair versus short hair, the energy that I give off. And all of a sudden I'm getting phone calls talking about you need to stop advertising for them gay people. You're not gay no more. I'm like, girl, bye. So it was like they watched everything that you did. Even if you had people that they didn't too much care for, they didn't want to, they didn't, they wanted you to, they wanted them to be a certain way. So if you had certain friends that looked like, that looked different to them, it was something wrong with them and that you were living in sin. It was just so much. It was just so much. And I'm like, I realized that the prophecies I've gotten there were lies and gaslighting and the things we were told about sin were just gaslighting mechanisms to control everyone. And that's what a narcissist does. They control people. So it's like you be damned if you do be damned if you don't. So at this point, I ended up leaving that ministry. That out. And we're going to talk about some other things on the next episode of Conversations with the Priests. But I wanted to get that out. So, y'all, thank y'all so much for listening. Y'all live, love, and be free. Smooch.